The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. In an era of online retail where everything is just a few clicks away, buying a car should be no different. That's why at Carvana, you can buy a car 100% online. We made it easy to browse, view, and buy from over 10,000 cars. You can even trade in your old car, all while binge-watching your favorite TV show. Afterwards, we'll deliver your car to you. Or you can pick it up from one of our car vending machines. Either way, your car comes with a seven-day return policy. So grab a seat, relax in your comfy pants, and enjoy the new way to buy a car at Carvana. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Hello, everyone. It is a special day here at Collider because it is finally time to share our non-spoiler review of Captain Marvel with you. You guys know me. I'm Perry Nemroff, and you know this wonderful lady sitting across from me. It's Amy Dallin of Collider Heroes. Hello. I was so happy to get to go to the movie with you and to get to do this review with you. So thank you for doing this. I am thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So you guys don't really need any kind of synopsis for this movie. It, of course, stars Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, and this is her origin story, essentially, and it's bringing her into the fold with the MCU and the fallout with Infinity War and beyond, because as they've teased quite a bit, she's going to be a major part of the MCU moving forward. And I, for one, think this is a great start for her run in this franchise and can't wait to see more of her. So before we jump into like the teeny tiny details, (laughs) what was your initial reaction after the movie wrapped up? I'm going to be honest, relief. Like, I, the folks who know me know that I have, this is one of my favorite characters, uh, inspired by one of my favorite runs. Uh, I had nothing to do with the making of the movie and yet felt as if I, you know, it will, there's, I am both more invested, judging it very harshly because I know the material, but also like, Probably a grain of salt for my stuff because I'm coming at this from the Carol Corps. Yeah, I I kind of understand that mentality, not necessarily as someone who is uh, super well read on the source material. But I mean, I I have to say it. And I know that this isn't going to be the same perspective that a lot of our viewers have out there. But coming into this movie as a woman, I mean, I I kind of can't even describe the chills that I felt when all of a sudden the, the opening Marvel theme started to roll and we got our first few frames of her because 
It, it really does mean a lot to me personally, and I can't take that out of this review. And it was a very, very powerful experience that I am never going to forget. And I couldn't stop thinking the entire way through how excited I am to have this movie to be able to share with my little cousins and the niece that's on the way. So it really did mean a lot to me. It introduced a lot of elements that, you know, it's no shade on the movies that have been made, but they have work to do in the area of what they've chosen to prioritize. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, it absolutely is significant for, for that reason. It absolutely uh, represents a change there. Kevin Feige knows that. Kevin Feige admits that in every interview. Um, that, that He says this is hopefully the first of many, and that's that's my feeling. Like, yes, first of many. Please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on. absolutely. And more of Brie Larson, please, because one of the first points I want to hit on right now is I think she's freaking phenomenal in this movie. I I really do think this was perfect casting because Carol is uh, or I guess Carol, as we first meet her, she she isn't necessarily the most likable person. (laughs) She's a little uh, I would say she's got some serious sass and abrasiveness. She kind of prods at everybody around her. But. I think that the way they incorporate Carol's journey and her growth throughout the movie paired with that sense of humor and that kind of cheekiness, it gives her such a different vibe from any other hero I've really seen before. But it's like they know just the right points throughout her story arc in this movie to drop in, especially when you incorporate her her friendship with Maria Rambo. Those came at just the right times where before I think she had gotten too far away from being maybe kind of likable and friendly and warm, all of a sudden that came in and she started to feel like a fully realized layered person that that just had a whole bunch of unique qualities to her. Well, and it, it is it's a difficult uh, task that they've taken on this movie. Like it's difficult in the, the metascope of being a prequel and trying to fit into something established. And it's difficult in the way that they approach it, because drawing you into a character who doesn't have the full story of themselves, which will slowly play out over the thing, that's a tough way to come into something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one thing I was, I was very impressed by the beginning. They, they, those qualities of, like, her sass, they show them off in a way that world builds the people around her. I, I'm trying to be as non-spoilery as possible. Yeah, it's but tough. But they, they make a point of being like, here is the way she fits in with this group. Here is the way she relates to these. You're going to really discover who she is as she meets... Sam Jackson, mm-hmm. as she meets Maria Rambeau, and it's going to keep revealing. And I found myself, like, I was satisfied right away because there is one of the things that distinguishes Carol Danvers as a character is, I want to say, a certain stubbornness, and I'm trying not to ruin one of my favorite lines right now, <laughs> uh, but uh, it that comes through from minute one as the rest of the story comes around together. So I was really pleased by that, mm-hmm. and she, I thought she was great. What was your take on the addition of the Kree and the Skrull, and in particular the Kree-Skrull War? Because that's something we haven't really dabbled in all that much in the MCU, and it's it's a big, big thing. It is. Uh, and this, I am so happy that we are in the phase of MCU and comic book filmmaking where we are fully not embarrassed about having aliens. Like, we've we've left the days of... Like, we need to trick you into watching science fiction behind. Uh, And I'm really thrilled by that. Uh, Guardians did it by sort of sneaking people into it by being like, we're making jokes. Ha ha, you just accepted a giant alien bar, (laughs) you know? Um, And thank God for that groundwork because now, like, you can take those stories seriously. You can take those conflicts seriously. Uh, There's a lot of twists and turns Mm -hmm. that, like, 
Man, uh, we will be getting into a lot of these oh, details yes. because it draws on those familiar sources, but not in a way I have seen before. Uh, there are so many details I want to be talking about right now, but those are going to be in our spoiler review, which you'll get pretty soon at this point. But I am fascinated by both Cree and Skrull culture and their abilities, but in particular, the Kree. And I really did appreciate the uh, the addition of the supreme intelligence because it really speaks to kind of who they are and how they operate and just just their values, too, mm. because it's, you know, it's such a black and white way of living. So it's kind of interesting figuring out how to dissect that with certain individuals. Do you like how I'm maneuvering around all my spoilers yes, right now? it's great. I would say that one of my biggest issues with the movie overall, though, comes with the addition of the Korean scroll. Because like I prefaced earlier, this is a big, big, not even an incident, but a thing in their existence that you're just going to incorporate in one movie that is actually another character's movie. And I do think it serves Captain Marvel's journey quite well. And I think in the future, it's going to serve the MCU uh, well overall. But I did have a number of questions, and I wonder if it's just because I don't know the backstory as well as some out there, but there were certain questions regarding what certain, you know, uh, what decisions certain Cree and Skrull made along the way that it, it felt like there were little holes, I guess, and I would say in the decision-making process. I don't want to assume anything about the behind-the-scenes product, but we do know that there have been a lot of versions of this script, and I would... I would say that there are probably some marks of that in the result mm-hmm. that we got of like that probably different parts were bigger and smaller and did some shifting around. I'm very happy with the product we got in the end, but it did – like you and I were throwing some questions back and forth that yeah. we will be discussing of like as this very ambitious sort of series of twists and turns that they've put out rolls out, um, it, we, there may be some questions we are left with. Uh, yeah. yeah. that's my. I, there is going to be some mileage may vary on this movie. I'm yeah, just... I'm curious to see how that changes on a second viewing. But on a first viewing, I will say that I, probably one of the best ways I could describe certain questions I had were in the moment it felt like leaps in logic to me. Mm. Why a character would choose to do a certain thing in order to achieve a certain thing wasn't entirely clear for me. And the same goes for little bits of the uh, of the Cree technology, I guess. Mm. I mean, there's there's one particular thing. Oh, God, it's so difficult not talking about spoilers. But there was one thing as it pertains to uh, as it pertain- pertains to uh, maybe even all of the Cree for all I know. But there's something. <laughs> do you know what I'm getting at? There's something that's introduced and I didn't quite know what its capabilities were and how it affected anybody that it's being used on. And that frustrated me a little bit. That I I can I, I I'm very curious to know if you know specifically what I'm getting at. Uh, I'm not totally sure. We're gonna have to conference. Okay. All uh-huh. right. So within the Cree scroll category that we're in right now, I will say that one of my favorite parts about Captain Marvel overall is freaking Ben Mendelsohn. Did not see that coming, but yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. I did not expect that sense of humor from that character, and I think Ben Mendelsohn carries it so well. That to me I'm going to is... say, if you are tired of Marvel movies having jokes, uh, this is not like going to change your mind. I'm not tired of it, and I love it, and I laugh my butt off. I'm not 
not tired. I don't think I'm tired of it all. I mean, I'm tired of jokes that fall flat, which sure. I guess happens in any movie out there. But in this this movie, they <laughs> knock it out of the park, I think, with the comedy. And in particular, when it came to Ben Mendelsohn, he surprised me so much. Not that I didn't realize he was capable of that, but I guess I just didn't expect that type of comedy in that portion of the movie. And, and when it didn't I, feel like it made me take the events less seriously, which is always exactly. the danger there. But no, I didn't not, have that experience. Not at all. I've, one of the best parts about the comedy in the movie overall is, and this is something that I'm drawn to in almost any movie I see, is I love fish-out-of-water humor. Mm. And that works on so many different levels throughout Captain Marvel. But with Ben Mendelsohn specifically here, when I say he carries it well, it's not just about his delivery and it's his, and his timing, too. It's about the whole scroll get-up and just... The the not necessarily the swagger, but just the way that character carries himself, because it is so important for everything that Talos experiences from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And you need you need a performer like Ben Mendelsohn to make that happen. And this is one of the first performances I think I've seen in 2019 where I'm looking at it. And I'm like, nobody else could have played that role quite like you just did. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of Ben Mendelsohn here. I am also a big fan of Lashana Lynch. Uh, We need to talk about Lashana Lynch. She is definitely a standout for me in this movie. Uh, the, The way that they've crafted it. Uh, I, I I was worried going in that it would be like, okay, we'll, we'll get like one scene of that and I will be sad that there's yeah. no more. Because for, for comic book reasons, I am extremely interested in that corner of the world. And without spoilers, I will say that they uh, they – they meet my hopes and exceed them in some ways uh, in terms of how much we get to have that in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought she was outstanding. It's it's like an unprecedented uh, female friendship here. I, I think I was just blown away by the fact that I wasn't quite used to that. I know we've had, you know, I don't know, uh, Scarlet Witch and uh, and Black Widow maybe, but... There was something about their connection here that su- that felt so pure and real and almost, uh, you know, a so close their sisters vibe. Yeah. And Lashana Lynch in particular, right around, I would say. So, you know how sometimes in these movies it, it starts out so strong and maybe it'll end so strong, but there's a little lull in the middle. I kept thinking about how that never happened. And I think it's largely because that's where Lashana Lynch shines yeah. and she shines with bringing the movie so much heart, which this movie needed because Captain Marvel was largely modeled off of, you know, a typical 90s action movie. And I think that makes it... It's a sci-fi film. It's an action movie. It's all this stuff. But figuring out how to be that and, like... The MCU's signature, like, you need relationships, you need character, like... Having heart. You can have all that fun and that crazy action and this uh, almost, I would say, zany humor a little, too. But where... I found myself walking away and really taking something meaningful and emotional with me is largely coming through Lashana Lynch and Brie Larson's chemistry. And again, that's a very difficult thing to achieve when you're focusing on a character who can't remember her past and we're getting little (laughs) flashbacks. The fact that that shines through so much, I think, speaks to Brie Larson and Lashana Lynch as performers. But also the inclusion of Monica Rambeau. What a freaking standout and Really, by having her in this movie at all, we do know what they're doing, or at least what I hope they're doing, which is teeing her up to be a part of the MCU and this, in the future. Yeah, it. Uh, she, she, like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the have. Have they dropped her name? We all know, so it's not a spoiler. 
Um, but it's still a fun moment when the name comes up. Like, uh, the, you know, sorry, we, we spend time with that family and I'm very excited. Um, okay. I'm, I'm just wheeling b- back on my, like, um, I feel like we all knew it was coming, but it's still really exciting to ha- have just just the name dropping. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm right there with you, but especially because in this movie, I think that's such a, a strong moment of uh, of of just heart that I want to feel more of as we continue on with these characters. But speaking about continuing on, we have to address just Captain Marvel's connectivity with the rest of the MCU. So, mm. given what the story was for Captain Marvel in particular, do you also think that it served the overall MCU well? I do. Uh, I I honestly, I was a little worried because prequels are very tough. Mm-hmm. You need to make the events matter but not make it seem weird that nobody's ever brought them up before. That's just inherently difficult. Um, and I found myself very satisfied uh, on that level. Um, it mostly, like, I, I think we're going to get to, like, the, the extremely excellent Sam Jackson in this movie. Uh, we're, like... Yeah, many folks, we're talking about her and Maria, and I love that, but a lot of folks are going to just leave talking about her and uh, Fury, and it's going to be, oh. Uh... I loved Nick Fury in this. I think the two, no, this is this is a big fat lie. I was going to say the two things I couldn't stop talking about were Lashana Lynch and Goose the Cat, but no, because then I have to add Ben Mendelsohn and Brie Larson, and then, you know, Nick Fury too to the equation here, but... Using Nick Fury in this movie as kind of the way to bring all of the MCU together was freaking genius. And the fact that Samuel Jackson is still so good and the the de-aging here looks really good, too. Like, I'm because- almost freaked out by how easy it was to watch that movie and, and look at him looking like he walked out of the past. Like, there, what? I mean, there were parts where I'm like, oh, do I see a little kink in the system here? But but no, I, I think it's just because I was looking for it because I knew that that is how they accomplished that. But it looked pretty flawless to me really most did. of the time. Like, Colson's a little shiny sometimes. Yeah. But, like... It looks great. Man. I thought I thought he was great, and and you could totally tell that Samuel L. Jackson and Brie Larson have a friendship going on behind the scenes too. Because speaking again about chemistry, wow! Mm-hmm. From the second they meet to the end of the movie, as that connection between the two of them grows, and. Oh, God, I want to tell you guys so many spoilers, but, you know, this isn't a spoiler. You know there's going to be a post credit scene, and I will say that this one was worth the wait, and it mm-hmm. gave me, you know, I hate this phrase, but I have to use it. It gave me more feels for Endgame, waiting for Endgame. I, I really like how this was all brought together. I think it was done very well. There, there are certain little things that they try to explain that I'm curious to know how they're going to sit with everybody overall. I will say one of them might not have worked for me, and I'm mm. not going to give away completely what it is now, but I think i got got to sit on that a little bit. But overall, I think the connectivity here and just how they worked in Nick Fury was was excellent. Yep. I'm I'm – I'm very happy about that. I'm happy about where it's going to go. Uh, and Sam Jackson's fantastic in this part. And how do how do you feel about uh, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck joining the MCU as directors here? Because they're obviously making a leap from mm-hmm. some smaller scaled movies to, I mean, basically the biggest of the big as far as studio franchises go. Absolutely. Um, I I was really happy with it. Uh, we talked, I think, a bit about that, like, there are occasionally moments in the big action stuff mm-hmm. where uh, I wasn't perfectly tracking, like, the geography. But, like, the 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 fact that the range of tones that they are handling here um, 
there, I, I do expect some level of variation in reactions to this movie. I think there are mm-hmm. going to be some moments that land more for some people than others. But, like, I was really happy. Yeah. What about you? I, I was pretty impressed by the two of them, particularly uh, when it comes to tone, like you said. And I did have some issues with certain action sequences. I think they, they fared a little better when it came to one-on-one combat. And when multiple characters were part of a major battle scene, that's where I started to kind of lose lose my footing and, and lose where I was a little bit. But it's still worked well enough. The other issue that I would say is, and this is more of a general thing with me, is I do tend to be drawn more towards live action Mm. in camera fight sequences than I do very visual effects heavy moments. And given the fact that a lot of Captain Marvel takes place in the cosmic MCU, there was a lot of that. And I much preferred the look of the Earthbound stuff compared to some of the stuff we saw out in space. But again, it still worked well for me. And I think it just comes down to Bowden and Fleck having a firm handle on a unique tone and also... All of the actors here giving their roles 100%, sparking a real connection with me as a viewer, a real connection with the ensemble around them, and me really being able to feel that chemistry. And I think when you have that, you can kind of almost burn through anything that isn't looking right to my eye from a VFX perspective, or at least that's just where I'm coming at coming at it from. I think I, I had a very similar response there. Um, it's the, you know, like, the some of the... I love that they tried to go really big with the like they're not scared of doing big effects for the space fights and all of this other stuff um i think people are like some of it probably landed better than others but uh i'm still really happy all right i'm just looking for things that'll make people think that i'm not (laughs) obsessed with the movie like already in advance well a little bit of an obsession might be the real deal because when i when i went home i couldn't stop thinking about it (laughs) Um, can we just be like soundtrack? Is that not a spoiler? Like the oh, soundtrack? I want it. I I want to own it. I want to own it now. I thought the the songs were incorporated very well. And one of the cool things about I would say the '90s nostalgia here is, I wouldn't say it necessarily felt planted because. So it's like, for example, everybody knows because it's in the trailer that she winds up in a blockbuster. Mm -hmm. And there's an element to that scene that brings me right back to being a kid in blockbuster and walking those aisles and picking things up. And I think when you have that touch to it, it doesn't feel like you're kind of just using the 90s and nostalgia to have that effect. And what makes that all work for me is that we're meeting Sam Jackson at that point in his life. We're meeting these other characters in a way that they're using it as a historical period. Yeah. And as weird as that is to see for something that I lived through, like, it worked. Yeah, it it definitely worked for me as well. The time has come in this review, though. I know you're not you're not the biggest fan of this part, but we do have to score the movie. So what are you scoring Captain Marvel out of 10? And what are your final thoughts for our viewers before we leave them with this non-spoiler review? <laughs> ah, I'm not good at the numbers. Not good at well. To be fair, number numbers can change. The more you see it, the more you process it. So even though this is your number right now in this moment, and it reflects your first viewing of the movie. I mean, it's it isn't set in stone. Uh, it's but eight and a half or nine, and personal five hundred. <laughs> I like that interpretation. Um, any final thoughts before I give my score? Ah. Uh... The core of this, getting Carol Danvers across to a movie audience, 
is just a, a damn miracle. Uh, I'm so happy. And they actually they did it. They actually did it. She's her. Uh, and the surprises that we didn't get to in this interview are, are going to be a lot of fun, especially uh, if you're a deep nerd. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. It must be annoying to hear. Oh, like I can't uh, wait to talk about spoilers. That conversation is going to be well worth the wait because there are so many little details in this movie that, that I am also dying to talk about. But Right now, my score for Captain Marvel is an 8 out of 10. I think some of the biggest weak spots, like I said, were with some of the geography with the action sequences. And there were some some minor holes in the script that I couldn't quite shake. But overall, I walked out of this movie delighted. And I truly walked out of this movie feeling empowered. And, you know, not even just necessarily because of Captain Marvel's rise throughout the movie, but also because of how it addresses kind of using your past and embracing your past and, and the importance of remembering it too because there was uh, there's a specific line in the movie where one character encourages her to move on and to forget about it but your your past and your present makes you who you are in the future and I think that speaks volumes to what they're trying to accomplish with the MCU right now and I think her arc in particular is going to be pivotal for the MCU to make that leap from Endgame to what comes beyond. So I am very happy that Captain Marvel is in the mix right now and is going to usher that new, I know we're not calling them phases or whatever, but the new phases of the MCU in for us as fans and viewers. So that is it. That is our non-spoiler review of Captain Marvel. But as we have said multiple times, keep an eye out for the spoiler discussion because you're going to have a standalone one here on Collider Video. I'm sure you guys on Heroes are going to be talking about this movie nonstop. So please like and share this non-spoiler review. Share some of your thoughts if and when you see Captain Marvel. A reminder, as always, if you like the movie, if you don't like the movie, it's all good. It's all your opinion. All we got to do is be kind about sharing it and spread the love because we're in this together. We're all movie lovers. So don't forget that. Also, stay tuned for so many more Collider movie reviews coming your way real soon. That little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.